Real Estate Coaching Radio, America's number one trusted resource for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Starring award-winning real estate coaches Tim and Julie Harris. Get ready for unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what is truly working to get you into action and make you money in this new real estate boom. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. We're joined today by Sam Monreal. Sam is the founder and head coach of Sam Monreal Coaching and Consulting. He's a passionate, results-oriented sales and marketing expert with nearly two decades of experience in diverse corporate and startup environments. Prior to his own company, Sam's multifaceted background most recently includes being the vice president of sales at Rockerbox, a system used to identify serious real estate buyers and sellers from internet leads. Sam's expertise in online lead conversion, his candor about what he calls an impending real estate lead bubble, and the shocking truth about return on investment numbers will challenge you about what you think you know. Sam attended the Red McComb School of Business at the University of Texas at Austin on a National Hispanic Scholarship. He lives in Austin, Texas with his daughter, Iris. Now, let's welcome Sam to the call as we join our host, Tim Harris. Okay, I'm not going to lie, listeners, I'm super pumped up about today's interview. And the reason I'm pumped up about talking with Sam, aside from the fact he's a fellow Texan, aside from the fact that he's a fellow Estonian, is because Sam is one of the few people that are in an industry that are willing to peel back the layers and actually get at the heart and the core and the truth about lead, buying leads. You guys hear us every single day on this podcast. We have tens of thousands of you that have been hearing us on a regular basis talking about the buying of the leads is not working like you are being told it works. And I have gone as far, and I don't know if Sam will go this far, and I certainly respect if he won't. I think you guys are being straight up lied to. The industry is allowing, and by industry, big brokerages, maybe even fellow coaches, with the exception of obviously this Sam who I'm about to introduce you guys to, are lying to the industry, ignoring the facts about what's truly happening. And here's my goal from this show. I want to give you guys, you know, dispassionately as much as I can. If you guys are listeners, that's going to be hard for me. But I want to give you the facts. I want to give you the figures. Sam and I are going to really drill down on the truth about lead buying. So the next time some Yahoo calls you wanting you to sell some, you know, buy some zip code for some impressions or trying to sell you some sacred leads that, oh, my gosh, if you don't buy it, your competitor is going to buy it, you need to have the courage to say not just no but hell no. And this radio show is especially for any of you who have only been in the business for 10 years. Because the truth is, those of you who have been in the business for 10 years, you think you've been raised on this perpetuation of the lie that you have to buy leads to be successful. And I'm here to tell you, you absolutely don't. And matter of fact, the most successful agents in the country are not buying leads. So, Sam, <laughs> welcome to today's radio show. Wow, what an intro. I'm excited. <laughs> well, I know, you know, so guys, Pat Hyben, um, who I, Julie and I are longtime friends with Pat, like our whole careers we've known Pat practically. He's the one that indirectly introduced me to Sam. And Sam, honestly, hats off for willing to stand up against this tide of, you know, lies that's being told to the industry. And again, I'm, lies are my word. So if someone's, you know, quoting this show later, Sam, what hasn't jumped on board with that word yet, but that's definitely how we feel because we see it adversely affecting agents. So Sam, let's just deep dive into it. I mean, let's just talk about the facts and the stats about buying leads. Um, I'm sure you know what you're, there's a 2007 or a NAR survey. I'll just toss it back to you because you've got all these facts memorized. Mm-hmm. 
So, so uh, you know, basically the, the big stat, I think the most important stat to start off with, if you get nothing else from this show, is that in 2015, which is the most recent data we have, you know, they haven't com- finished compiling everything from 2016. In 2015, the average real estate team got a negative 32% ROI from their online ad spend. So okay, that, so, so that data... Sam, Sam so, uh, no, I apologize ahead of time. Um, I, I'm not meaning to be rude, but I don't think we should just let that go because that is really probably – that right there is the crown jewel of today's show. But we need to explain what that means. That doesn't mean Absolutely. much to most of the listeners. Yeah, so let's break that down. You said and – th- and by the way, guys, National Association of Realtors did this research. Right? I mean, so this is this right. is proven information. This is not from Sam Inc. or Tim Inc. Okay, this is fact. These are facts done based on actual research. That in two, so again, let's say it again. There was in 2015, there was a negative 32% return on investment. Sam, ex- breaking it down to you know non-analytical terms, what does that mean? It, it, it very simply means that the vast majority of real estate teams out there lose money on what they spend on leads. They are losing money. Um, and, you know, to the tune of, uh, you know, 32%. And it's kind of funny to think about 32% negative return on investment. So, uh, you know, that means that for, <laughs> you know, every dollar you spend, or I guess for every dollar you make, you're actually spending essentially a dollar thirty-two to earn it. So it, it's totally you're, you're spending thirty. Totally, you're, you're, you are actually – you're spending 32 cents just to make a dollar, basically. In other words, you're, you're actually having to spend – let me reframe it. Uh, it's absolutely positively an enormous waste of money. There, I just summarized it. <laughs> and, and, but, yeah. Sam, this wasn't, this wasn't just uh, – 2015 was, wasn't just an aberration. This had been mounting, yeah. right? It wasn't just like 2015 was a crappy year. This, had, this trend – this is you know, a curve that's been going down since you know, 2007, correct? Yeah, so in 2007, for comparison, the average real estate team, and again, this is a NAR statistic, uh, the average real estate team had a 38% return on investment from their online ad spend. So in the space of about 10 years, 9, 10 years here, we went from real estate teams actually making you know, 38% return on investment, which arguably isn't even that great, to a negative 32% return on investment for their online ad spend. And the consequence of that, and, and really what caused that, is that when all these players started to see that there was so much money in selling leads to realtors, everyone piled on. Uh, it's a total pile on to the, to the reality now that we have about 5 million homes that sell nationally every year in the United States but right now we're generating about 130 million online real estate leads every year. So it doesn't okay, take so a math genius. There. Well, none of us are math geniuses. If we were, we wouldn't have been in real estate, right? Let's just stop there. <laughs> so, but that, I can but that's like three percent. Okay, that's right. I could do 3% or 6%, no problem. All right, so but that's really critical what you just said. 
you said there was a total of – I'm trying to read my notes here. You said we've gone from 15 million leads to 125 million leads. And, guys, again, I'm not going to just – we're just not going to stop in the numbers. We're going to give you a breakdown as to what's happened. So we've gone from 15 million leads in 2007 that were being sold to agents. So just roughly in my head, that's roughly every – for every one transaction, actually maybe only – maybe two and a half transactions, there were there, – I'm sorry, there's two and a half leads sold for every one transaction. Am I explaining this correctly? Roughly, yeah. Okay, now it's 125. Uh, so what's what's the difference? Like, so there's five and a half million homes that'll be sold, and yet there's 125 million uh, leads that are being sold. So that tells you guys that there's a massive. It's called oversaturation that's happened. Sam touched on this. He said, and I think Zillow probably is the one. You know, they they kind of brought to light. The, how profitable it can be selling leads to agents, and then all these other investment companies, all these other – just any company that was even remotely related to real estate marketing and sales, they said, well, let's jump in on this – pile in on this lead selling thing. And then venture capitalists got in. Angel investors got in. So you have – how many companies are there out, right, out there right now whose principal job is to sell leads to agents? Do you have any idea? I mean hundreds. It's hundreds. Um, and you know, the fact of the matter is there are tons of companies out there that actually help agents – generate their own leads through Google AdWords or Facebook advertising. So, I mean, frankly, there's probably thousands of players in the market right now that are generating leads, so whether it's realtors themselves or companies that sell leads to realtors. So you said something to me, I think it was before the show, that in essence you think that the industry knows, the guys selling these leads know, and again, these are my words, not yours, that they're selling something that's largely crap because they know that it's essentially oversaturated. Can you explain why the quality of leads has gone from what it was in 2007, 10 years ago? And by the way, just for reference, back when NAR started selling leads back in the late 90s and other companies were selling leads back then, guys, buying leads was rock star status. <laughs> if you bought leads back in the day when these companies just started coming online, when the Internet was still figuring itself out, that was fantastic, and now it's oversaturated for the reasons that Sam just explained. But other than oversaturation, Sam, is there anything we can – like are there any facts we can tell these, list, tell these guys about the quality of a bot lead? Like I, I understand the, uh, the oversaturation aspect, thousands of players trying to sell thousands of leads, but talk about the nature – agents complain about the quality of the leads that they buy, and the companies that they buy the leads from tell them it's because they suck at converting the leads. And our premise is that may have been true 10 years ago, but now the leads themselves suck. I mean, is, is that your mindset as well? Well, so just you know, not to uh, put too fine a point on it, but agents do suck at converting leads. That's why my company, Rockerbox, exists. We can talk about that in a little bit. But, um, Let's do that, yes. And, and, but the, the, the quality of the leads has absolutely changed. So he, here's why. is because the, the, there's two things. Back in the day when a lead came in, it was more what you traditionally think about as your Realtor.com or Zillow lead today, which is it's somebody inquiring on a specific property. That indicates that somebody is pretty far along in the sales funnel. If they're, if they're inquiring on a specific property that they want to go see or that they have questions about or want to know about the HOA dues or whatever, that indicates that somebody's pretty close to buying. They're getting into the details at that point. They want to go physically see a home. Well, what most Internet leads are today in the real estate game is somebody has gone online to look at pictures of homes, and in order to continue looking at those pictures of homes, they're forced to register. 
So that could be anything from a nosy neighbor wondering how much the house down the street is selling for to somebody that's just dreaming to somebody that could be years and years and years down the road. All they want to do is look at pictures of homes. I mean, heck, anytime I go to a new city, I pretty much pull up one of these sites and look at pictures of homes just because I'm curious about real estate in every market that I go to. So somebody somebody has given you their name, email address, and phone number purely for the privilege of continuing to access pictures of homes, that's a pretty low quality lead compared to somebody saying, I'm interested in this specific home. I want to know more information about this house. I want to buy it. Does that make sense? So are the co- yeah, totally. I understand completely. All of our listeners do too. That it, now that we're not talking about math, I think everyone can relate. So is, is the cost <laughs> of the lead, has the cost of the lead gone down or increased on a whole? No, the cost of the lead is, is gone up. And so, For those of you guys, and again, I always want to step back and look at it from like a a total industry-wide perspective. So the majority of leads are generated through two major platforms, which is the Google AdWords network and and the Facebook ads manager, ads manager network. So basically, you know, Facebook and Google where the eyeballs are, right? And so these, these companies, you know, Google has this, you know, multi-billion dollar printing press with their AdWords program, and they sell access to those eyeballs in an auction system. And so the more realtors and the more companies and the more folks that want to buy access to those eyeballs, it just continues to ratchet up and up and up and up and up the price. I mean, I talked to, I talked to a real estate team uh, yesterday that was telling me that their Zillow leads now are costing them well over $130 per lead. Have and, they figured you know, that out? And was that like an, but Sam, let's, let's hover there. Because talking about cost per lead and actually getting into the dirt about what it actually, how much they're actually spending, that's just a lead. That's not a closed transaction, right? Correct. So that's, that's Correct. somebody, just so we can drive down on this, you know, because we have so many listeners, I have to make sure we're, there, we're, we're speaking to the masses, not just the upper-end agents, right? We have plenty of those too, but just, right. you know. So the co- a cost per lead is just an, exactly like what Sam just said. Somebody that was forced to opt in, someone who's forced to give their information so they can continue to look at pretty pictures, right? That's what you're right. spending $130 for. But here's the thing, Sam, I'll just throw this out there. It's, it's reinforcing what you're just saying. That same person is not just going to one website and, fill, and being forced to fill out that same form. They're going to multiple websites. And some of you guys have latched into this paradigm where you're having to buy leads. That's just what you're believing your reality must be continuing to be, more money spent on buying leads. Well, you're spending the money on the same leads over and over again, and you know it because you see the names coming in. So you guys know that this is on the downswing, but if you've only been in this business for 10 years, you don't know that there's another way to do it. So, I mean, Sam, you talked about uh, – I mean, I don't mean to jump on your thought. Do you, have, do you want to finish what you were saying, or you want to talk about the bubble? Well, I actually want to talk about what you just said because I think it's okay, really, good. really interesting because people think that, oh, I bought this lead. Now I'll turn on these you know, email drip campaigns, and you know, they're in my ecosystem. I got them now. Well, mm-hmm. well, guys, the reality is that that person, whenever they want to go back online and seek out more information about real estate, they're not, going, they're not searching through their email for that one email you sent them so they can go back to your site. They're doing exactly what they did in the first place. They're going to Google. They're typing homes for sale in Austin, Texas, and whatever comes up next is where they're going. That's why these same individuals end up in 
six or seven or 10 or 20 different databases. And again, like you said, Tim, often ending up in your own database again um, as another lead that you paid for, which is really represents the same human being. And so, you know, again, there's, there's this whole instant gratification aspect with the way that consumers seek out and consume information about real estate. And they're not loyal up until the point where you get them from internet lead into more like a face-to-face -face interaction. That's where the loyalty begins, we find. So, Sam, when I talk about this with agents, especially agents with teams that are buying leads to, for their buyer's agents that are addicted to this paradigm of, you know, I have 10 buyer's agents or five buyer's agents and I have to buy them leads, you know, this constant, you know, hungry bird screaming at its mama for a worm type, you know, <laughs> phenomena that we, that basically has become almost normal in the real estate industry. People think that, you know, these poor team owners, you know, these guys that have, they follow this belief that, oh, if I build a team and I, uh, you know, add buyer's agents and I add assistants and I do all this, I can just sit around and pick navel out of, you know, lint out of my navel on the beach. I mean, they actually believed that this would work. And maybe for a short while it did. When teams originally came around, guys, and Sam knows this too, in the 90s, Howard Brenton was the first one to really start talking about this. What's happened to the team model is that essentially you guys were st then forced to, you know, you're in this belief that you had to continuously uh, – provide leads for your buyer's agents or maybe even yourself. And now what's happened is very quickly you're having to pay more for those leads and the quality of those leads is going down. Now, you know, guys, don't jump into some sort of like emotional, you know, the quality of the person and all that. We're not talking about that. We're only talking about the motivation of the leads that you guys are buying. A lot of these leads, and Sam, I'm, I'm going off memory, but wasn't there another study that was done that said most paid-for bought leads – Tip, they buy what's like isn't it like it's another thing right it's six months in the future if they buy it all they're like the very definition of not motivated leads most of these leads that agents are buying from these bulk companies is am i remembering that correctly well again i mean it depends on the quality of it depends on the type of the lead because again you know uh, for, for whatever it's worth you know zillow leads are still higher quality than a lead from facebook because you got to think about the motivation behind the lead a lead that went on zillow that actually turned into a lead said, I want more information about this house. A lead on Facebook said, I want to go see what my crazy uncle is saying about politics today. Um, oh, I just happened to see an ad about homes. I'll click on it and, you know, maybe forced to give over my information in order to keep looking at homes. So there is definitely a different user experience behind each of those. And I would say that the quality is – we've gotten better at capturing people's information as an industry – but people's motivation and people's timelines and people's activities around actually buying homes hasn't changed that much. That's why we've hovered for about the past decade between about four and a half million and five and a half million home sales a year. Not that many more homes sell. You know, people change slowly. Technology changes fast. That's an excellent point. And I have to say the real estate industry changes really slow. And the top producers out there that we coach and that we interview for this radio show, they've actually moved on. A lot of them have moved on from the big team model with having buyer's agents. Now, what I'm saying is 100% against the, you know, the paradigm in our industry right now. In order to be successful, you have to have a team. In order to be successful, you have to have a – I mean, there's you know, coaches and speakers and trainers, and that's all they're telling you out there. Well, I guess, I mean, if, you're, if your definition of success is you're just moving money and you're not making any profit, if that's what your definition of success is, well, great, then maybe you're right. But the most profitable real estate agents out there have – and this is – I'm seeing this very consistently. They do have staff, but it's usually two or three people – 
and they have mastered the you know they know how to elegantly manage their systems and client expectations. But what they don't do is they don't waste time on things like this. They don't waste time on buying leads. They have pivoted and they're focusing virtually all their best energies every day on being listing agents because that's where the money's at. When you guys have listings, and this is something I'm fearing that a whole generation of agents will never quite understand. When you have listings, you have to beat buyers off with a stick. If you want, to, if you want an endless supply of listings, <laughs> I'm sorry, buyers, go take two or three listings and then you have more buyers coming at you. They will show up to your doorstep. They will bring you donuts and coffee. If you want to have buyer leads, then learn how to be a listing agent. Guys, that's it. That's always what it's been. This buying lead thing is a trend. So let's talk about this. I love that you said this. You said it was a bubble. What does that mean? Well, it's just like any bubble. It means when it's, a, when it's oversold, when it's overheated, um, when there's not, you know, the chickens will eventually come home to roost because, you know, more and more real estate teams are waking up to the fact that, and again, you still can make money from real estate uh, for online real estate leads, but you have to be rabid about your lead conversion practices. And most teams don't have the bandwidth in which to do that internally. So uh, what I mean by a bubble though, is it's just the economics are not sustainable. Um, You know, and again, one of the things that, and I hate to use the word that, that these real estate lead selling companies have preyed on us is, well, man, frankly, they preyed on some of the inefficiencies in selling into essentially small businesses. Most real estate teams are small businesses, and they don't have deep analytics and deep insight into their own numbers and into their own success rates. And so they, they make a lot of emotional decisions and they make decisions based on feelings rather than facts. And so they'll fear buying leads because they feel like they're working or right. they, like you well, said, exactly. now, fear. They, right. they fear that if they stop selling, if they stop buying leads, they're suddenly all their agents will abandon ship or, or whatever the case may be. Um, I mean, not to sound like, doc, wanna, not to sound like doctor, not to sound like Dr. Phil, but it's an emotional addiction. It really is. It's an emotional addiction, the fear of changing, the fear of basically breaking free of the buying leads. You could put the best analytics and the best numbers, the facts. You could produce income statements and prove to some of these guys that there's no question that buying leads is absolutely positively making you broke, and they would still do it, some of these guys, because they're fearful because they don't know what else to do. That's the truth. That's what we experience. You know, They don't realize that there is an alternative to buying leads. So go ahead, Sam. I'm sorry. Well, you know, I want to I say two things here, um, you know, Tim, because I, I do still think that there is some value in the team model. I think one of the biggest disconnects that we have with the team model is, you know, because I came from the startup and world in the tech sector here in Austin, as most many people know, you know, uh, the startup scene is pretty hot and heavy here in Austin. And that's really where I cut my teeth in sales before I got into the real estate game. And no one ever talked about splits. In, at a tech company, they talked about on-target earnings. If I could wave a magic wand and fix one thing about the real estate industry, it would be to stop talking about splits and start talking about on-target earnings. Because so many agents, what, what mega agents, what they really fail at is they overpay their agents because they focus exclusively on splits. Instead of if you do X, Y, and Z, you will make $150,000 a year because you're on plan. That's a better conversation like a quota. with an agent. Right. 
Yeah, right. I like a quote. I love that, by the way. I wrote that down. I'm going to research that. I might do a radio show on that. Thank you for that, Sam. On target earnings versus splits. That's, that's actually, I think that would be a, uh, that's like an MBA level concept that the that agents need to apply. The challenge ultimately, though, is in your startup situation, those were employees and they're probably given stock right. options, and it was more of a, let's just use the word, professional environment. And a lot of folks get into real estate because they don't want to have a boss. They don't want to be told what to do, and they think they can make unlimited money. And when they come to the when they and a lot of them never will understand the concept that it's, do, it's all about doing what you don't want to do, and you don't want to do it at the highest level. And uh, I mean that's <laughs> right. the paradigm shift. It's, it's it's a different kind of it's a different kind of individual, you know. So, but let Sam, right. if you don't Absolutely. mind, let's. Let, let, I know I know what you guys do. I have heard wonderful things about your company. Um, I think your company and what you represent is the next – yes, obviously buying leads online is fantastic if you know how to do it. You have to do it very targeted. The way it's being done right now, the leads that are being sold to real estate agents, the facts speak for themselves. They don't work. But if you do really focus on – and the main thing is that calling, of the, calling back, the pre-qualifying, determining whether the person's an A, B, or C lead. And Sam – we haven't talked about this ahead of time. We don't have notes on this, but what we tell our agents is when they get a lead from the internet, you call them back and you just and you pre-qualify them. And if you want to put them into a drip system, God bless you, have at it. But do not expect those uh, drips, uh, you know, those folks in the drip campaign to ever amount to anything. Some of them will, I understand. But if you're not calling them, if you're not trying to engage with them, if you're not actually trying to earn the right to be their real estate agent, they are just going to bounce to somebody else. And that's the difference. So the idea that it can be passive is 100% a lie. You have to be proactively calling folks. You have to be proactively using proven prequalification scripts. You have to be getting at the heart of their motivation and helping them move forward in making a decision they've already expressed interest in making. Are we on the same page with that? Uh, completely. So um, yep. you know, at, at my company, Rockerbox, we handle 15,000 online real estate leads every single month on behalf of our customers. And you know how many of those opportunities we identify from email drips? Less than 1%. Ah, Less than 1%. I love numbers. I mean, I love numbers. <laughs> it's, it's staggering how, and, and frankly, like, put people on a drip. That's fine. But don't expect anything to come of it. I always love it when somebody's like, I put so-and-so on a drip four years ago, and she, she finally responded to one of the emails, and I sold her home. It's like, well, great. That's a great anecdote. Where's the scalable, you know, repeatable solution in there? Um, and, you know, with, with what we do, you know, the number one way, the number one way, you remember earlier in the conversation I said we live in an instant gratification society with a real estate consumer. The number one way that we identify opportunities on behalf of our clients is by calling leads within five minutes or less. That's yep. why our call center is staffed up seven days a week, 80 hours a week, so that we have massive levels of availability so that as soon as that person wants more information, there's a person calling them, giving them that information, supporting them in the next steps of their real estate journey, pre-qualifying them, identifying next steps, engaging in those next steps on behalf of the real estate team. It's all about like get them when they're, get them when they're hot and ready, um, you know, because it, you, you go beyond that five-minute window and you have a 400% decrease in the odds of qualifying that lead. It's, it's staggering. Well, that's the reason that the old school 1-800-HOME-HOTLINE IVR systems still work, 
right? But they only work. And we and, and Sam, well, I mean, how long have those been out? Since the 70s, right? Interactive voice response. Sure. Give me a break. But that's the reason they still work. So, guys, what Sam is talking about, again, this is another you know thing we always, I don't know, badger these guys to listen to and, and understand. It's all about the furiously fast lead follow-up. It's all about getting to that lead the first. Getting the lead to, at the very moment that they're still emotionally tied to the house they just looked at. The house they just drove past if they're calling from 800 Home Hotline. If you get them then, here's what the response is going to be. Even if you're crappy on your scripts, even if you've got a heavy accent, they're going to be so impressed that you called them right away. Guys, I promise you, that's the secret sauce. If you call the leads back immediately when you get the lead, and, and here's something else, Sam, I don't know if you'll agree with this. It's okay if you don't. Um, that if they, they don't email you a phone number, if they don't give you a phone number, you're not supposed to then go and spend hours and hours online trying to find their phone number. You email them back, a very nice email, ask them for their phone number, and if they don't email you back, then you say bye-bye, next. Don't waste time oh emailing goodness. and back and forth thing. Yes, good, we're on the same page with that. <laughs> oh, my God, Tim. Don't even get me started on this. People all the time are like, but I'm generating hundreds of leads from this website, and I'm like, well, none of those leads have a phone number. It's like, yeah, but we can reverse prospect and email them a bunch and do all of this. And I'm like, yeah, that's a giant waste of time. All of that right there is a giant waste of time. Again, you know, using the statistics of what we know from what our team at Rockerbox does, of all of the leads that we've generated that, that have no phone number, the ones that have actually converted into opportunities are less than 0.01%. <laughs> Oh, Sam, I have to tell you, I think you're my new favorite person because to, to, to put stats to what we've been saying for so long makes me feel good. It's validation. But you know what, though? Yeah. Here, here's the amazing part. It's, it's common sense, isn't it? I mean, what we're saying. You, right. you, but here, here's what I know what's going to happen. I'm going to get a, a whole bunch of nasty emails. Maybe they'll email you instead of me, and they're all going to say, listen, so-and-so said at the big conference that this is the thing and the whatever, and they went to a panel, and there was this big team, and they were telling me to do this, the thing, and the whatever, and I've been on this path. I've gone from level four to level five, and I'm trying to get to level seven, and I da, 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 da. and here we are telling them that there's a fallacy in the journey that they're on, and they do not want to hear it because they do not want to change. I know you must run into that as well. Actually, you probably don't because you probably are dealing mostly with people that have already woken up to the lie. Is that a, a true statement in your company? I mean, we we deal with teams that know they've got a problem, right? They know that they've got all of these online leads coming in, and they know that they're not being handled well, and they know that they're not seeing an ROI, and they know that they're not achieving these closing percentages I mean, what most people don't realize is the very best teams in the country, and I mean the very best, that are impeccable in their lead conversion practices, convert their online real estate leads at about a 2.5% rate. Most teams, wow. that come to us and most teams that come to us initially, when we look at their numbers, they're converting their online real estate leads at less than half a percent. Well, but so these guys, again, Sam, they don't have any real basis of understanding of what you're saying. So the reality of it is is converting at less than a half percent. I mean, we're making a whole bunch Very of assumptions with money. that. Are we, exactly. <laughs> but that's the bottom line. That is really the, 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 you know, are we talking about converted buyer leads or seller leads? Are we talking about, but for you to take an, uh, somebody who's coming to you saying, I have a problem, and take them from, I mean, what is that return? What, what is that increase? A 500% increase in lead conversion? That's pretty incredible. And, and you're, you're saying what you guys do. Obviously, you have 
some very skilled, crafted folks that are calling people back that are, you know, I'm sure very effective at communicating with people at a very high level very quickly. And that's it's, – it's funny, but you're basically – you have this wonderful, very impressive, very well-respected company, and it exists just because of agent apathy. <laughs> I mean, that's it, the truth. But, guys, it, I mean, it is the truth. But if you guys are too – look, I don't want you as your coach – I don't want you necessarily – I want you in the field. I want you me, uh, meeting with folks. I want you you know, doing your own prospecting. I want you pre-qualifying. I want you closing deals. I want you to go to closings. And if you've got to hire someone who's really skilled and crafted at calling these leads back and understands and lives furiously fast lead follow-up, I honestly can't think of any better than, uh, anyone better than Sam's company. So, Sam, what is your website? Yeah, so it spelled a little funky, so we knew that we would get all the traffic. Um, it's R-O-K-R. B-O-X dot com. Now, one thing that I do want to state uh, so that we don't disappoint a bunch of people is our services are exclusive to owners of the Boomtown CRM platform. So for us to build an operation at scale, we, we, had, to, we had to partner with one technology platform. I can't train, you know, 40 call center staff on seven different CRMs. It's, you know, it's, it's hard enough to get 40 people in a call center to be doing the right thing at scale all day, every day, seven days a week. So we work exclusively with Boomtown uh, platform owners. So that's one thing I just want to make sure your listeners know so there's no disappointments. No problem. Actually, I think we're going to have the Boomtown guys back on the radio. We've had them on before. Didn't Zillow try to do something similar in-house with lead conversion for uh, subscribers? I, I, know that, I know that they were working with uh, uh, the Ramseys to try to pull that off. Do you know what happened with that? Yeah, so um, what Zillow has opted to do, which they, they pretty much copied what we were doing at Rockerbox exactly, some flatter. Um, I'm still waiting for that big check from them. Um, uh, they, they basically, rather than outsourcing overseas now, they've moved to their call center domestically, which is the same thing that we do. We have our call center in College Station, Texas, right across the street from Texas A&M University campus, and we hire smart, young, intelligent, eager college kids to work in our call center, well, Zillow pretty much did a similar model in the Denver area. And you now see this happening with a lot of the big uh, lead generation platforms are doing their Rockerbox lookalike um, uh, call centers. You know, uh, Conversions Inc. or Commissions Inc. has uh, Appointments Inc. is their call center. Conversion has Call Center with a K. Uh, so you do have more and more of these lead generation platforms waking up to the idea that, dang, we can't just keep selling these people leads. They're, they're, the market is oversaturated. They're failing at this strategy now. We've got to help them with the conversion process because that's the only way they can make money. So that is and, and the so, biggest yeah. signal to me that these, that these lead generation platforms are waking up to this reality and, and seeing that the industry is waking up to it. And, and so long-time listeners, I want you to be really, really freaking clear with, uh, with what I'm about to say. If you decide to focus your best energies every day on going after listings the way we teach you guys to go after listings, um, honestly, you might choose not to work with buyers other than your sellers that have to purchase something. A lot of our best coaching clients, that's what they've done. So you won't necessarily even have to pursue, ever have the thought of buying leads if you decide to put all your best energies every day on becoming a listing agent. Just be very clear. I know you guys aren't being told this, but it's true. The, the best way to build a profitable, sustaining real estate practice is absolutely positively putting your best energies, again, fourth time I've said it on the show today, on becoming a listing agent. 
And I, I know there's some people that are going to think that's a controversial statement, but if you look at anyone that's been in the business for decades like we have, like Sam has, you're going to see that that's the prevailing truth. Buying leads is great. Having somebody to call and convert the leads for you is great. But the best, most sustainable business model you can have, it, that does require skill. It does require you to learn your scripts, and your, it has, you, know, you have to be good is to become a listing agent. There's no doubt about that. So let's talk about breaking the uh, uh, addiction to buying leads. When you get these calls from these guys, because when you were telling me about the t- top-producing team that's only converting a half percent, I imagine those calls are very emotional. You must be, it's almost like a detox from buying leads when you're trying to tell them the truth about what they've been doing. I mean, what, what is the industry, if there is indeed a bubble, if the venture companies and the real estate agents stop deciding to fund these companies, either you know consumer-funded or venture-funded, if that just comes to an end and these companies start blowing up and these agents all of a sudden are out of companies that are selling them leads or those companies just start to fold and everyone says, well, that's what everyone did last year. No one does that now. I mean, how does an agent – what happens next? I and mean, what do you see happening next? Do you re- literally see it's going to be a bubble like real estate or what do you envision? You know, I, I'm, I, it's tough to predict because, again, the the thinking and buying habits of, you know, that's one of the things about the real estate industry. We talk about it as an industry, but it's, it's very fractured. You know, you've got, um, you've got these huge franchises like KW and Remax, but really the decision makers are the individual real estate agents and team owners themselves. So sure. will that process of waking up occur quickly, uh, which is like a bubble bursting, or will it occur slowly, which is more of like bubble deflating or some new iteration of the process. I'm not really sure. I just know that there's a massively lopsided, uh, you know, uh, effect right now. And, and so much like you are encouraging your clients, Tim, to, you know, focus on outbound prospecting and lead generation for listings, you know, the most successful real estate teams. And even with the guy that I was in business with, Tim Heil in Austin, Texas, you know, who, who we built a fantastically successful real estate team in a very short period of time, all we did at first for, for a long time, actually, before we ever bought an internet lead was outbound prospect, cold call, call expireds and call fizbos. As a matter of fact, one of my clients has $120 million a year real estate business, and the only two things that they do are outbound prospect and door knock. They don't have a website. They don't have email follow-up okay. campaigns. Let's just let's just stop there. I want, uh, but but you know, but that's the that's what we try to say on this podcast, Sam. I swear you're my favorite guest ever. So here's the thing, r- r- please, guys. You're hearing it now from Sam. He's obviously a nice, credible, well-spoken young man, and he's a Texan. And Texans don't lie. So, but here's the thing. You heard what he just said, and and that's what, and that's what we hear constantly. That's what we're experiencing constantly, guys. If you look at the, look, listen back to the Jade Mills interview I did last year. Number one. I think Prudential or Caldwell Banker agent in the world. Listen to the Frederick Acklin interview we did. Listen to the Ryan Surhan interview we did. Listen to the all the top agents in Miami. Guys, all these top agents, I promise you, are doing exactly what Sam just said. The trend is moving away from these big, unprofitable teams. Most real estate teams, ooh, here's a good question for Sam. Have you ever run any uh, uh, research on the profitability of real estate teams? Because that is one thing I have done. Have you ever done that? It's not good. It's not good. <laughs> Less than ten percent. Less than ten percent in falling. That's what we're finding. And Pat, by the way, Pat Hyman is. Uh, he says this as well. Yes, go ahead. Well, I would say that the real estate teams that run profitably are ones that outbound prospect. 
are ones that do yep. their heavy focus on listings and lead generation for listings. Um, it's very, very difficult to run a business profitably when you're buying a bunch of leads and your cost of sale, which is another word for split, if you're looking at it from your P&L, if your cost of sale is 50 or 60%, I mean, you're already starting with, you know, you've got 40% of the income coming in to pay all the bills, pay all the overhead, pay for all the marketing, pay for all the lead gen, pay for everything. And, and you very quickly can see how it's next to impossible to, you know, maintain uh, even a 15, 10% profit margin when you're cutting so much right off the top. So that's my big issue with, you know, the way that splits work in the real estate industry right now is you pay so much right out of the gate that there's, it's very next to impossible to run profitably, even if your team is selling a lot of real estate. And the numbers are getting worse. I mean, there's, there's no reason to believe that all of a sudden there's going to be this big, like, okay, teams are, you know, these big, huge teams are all of a sudden starting to increase their profitability. It's because, guys, it's exactly what Sam just said. Staff is overpaid. The cost of lead generation is, is increasing. Every single one of our top producing agents without it. Now, look, you can sell a thousand billion trillion houses a year and, and make no profit. If that's what you want to do, then follow what has become the very trendy, popular, you know, real estate team model. Just follow it. Go ahead and do that. But here's here's some just putting math to this, guys, because this is a real eye opener for some of you. Let's just say, for example, we let's just for the sake of uh, conversation say, and I know people are going to argue with me and argue away that in order for a big team to for the owner, for the guy taking or the gal taking or the couple taking the risk, for them to make a hundred thousand dollars, if they have a big team, if they're blindly following this team model, they have to do about a million dollars a year in commission. So all their minions, all their team members together in them, have to do a million dollars in commission. And on average, they're going to net about a hundred thousand dollars themselves. Okay, and you think, oh, well, I have a team. I didn't have to work with the buyers or sellers. Trust me when I tell you that you're going to be working more longer hours trying to manage, you know, running your adult daycare because that's what happens. You don't just get away from working. The nature of the work that you do changes versus, let's say, somebody that wanted to make the same $100,000 as an individual practitioner with maybe one or two assistants focusing on listings. They maybe have to do eh, 150, maybe 175, and they'll net the same amount as the agent that's on the team with their on the stage with their big team. The agent who's getting all the awards and the plaques and the this and the that's and the others. The agent who's making who doesn't even show up to the awards banquets because they don't get anything because all they're doing is you know selling 150, earning 150 and, gro and netting 100. No one's going to acknowledge them. But the agent doing a million, they get all the awards and placards, even though the person who's running the thing is making the same amount of net income. <laughs> I mean, come on now, folks. Is that not common sense? Research this stuff. Use your brains. Make business decisions. Don't just follow blindly. And when the guys call you that are trying to sell you leads, as I said at the top of the call, please start thinking like business people and start saying not just no, but hell no. So I'm going to let you, Sam, round out today's show. I have a feeling this show is going to go absolutely ape as soon as we release it in about 15 minutes. Any other closing thoughts yeah, you have? Yeah, I'm, I'm, ex I'm expecting some interesting phone calls slash emails here in a little bit. <laughs> but, you know, I, I think that, that my, um, you know, my philosophy, not, while not exactly in, in alignment with yours, Tim, it, in a lot of ways it is, though. In a lot of ways, it's about getting back to the fundamentals of actually running your real estate business like a business. 
and what are the most profitable models and what are the most profitable things that we can do as an industry and what are the systems and practices that we can scale or that we can leverage at a high level in order to be doing this thing for the goal we got into. I mean, everybody gets into business for one reason, whether they realize it or not. They got into the business with, for themselves to create more freedom in their lives, not less. And so that's what we have to ask ourselves as an industry is what are we doing to create more freedom in our lives and not less? And, you know, if you are going to build a team, the number one mistake that most real estate agents make when building a team is they let people continue to act like independent contractors. You, if you build a team, you have to treat those people like employees, basically. They have to have goals. They have to have accountability. They have to have structures and systems in place. You can't just, you know, throw it up in the air and, and hope somebody catches it. it it's got to be much more structured and run like a business with set of expectations. Like actually giving your agents a time when they're supposed to be at the office in the morning and a time when they start lead generating and a time when that lead generation period ends. I know that sounds crazy, but those, that's how the most re successful real estate teams actually run because that's how the most successful businesses run. Um, so, you know, my thoughts on this, guys, are, you know, the, the lead generation landscape is changing. Uh, I'll be releasing a book with a lot of these stats and figures that my business partner, Josh Cunningham, and I spent, you know, over a year and a half obsessively researching and compiling um, that, that really speak to this internet lead generation bubble. And, you know, I think for real estate teams out there, it's going to be a very sobering and eye-opening affair of really examining, is this the right? <laughs> I think we just lost Sam. He was on his cell phone. So, so guys, listen, I really want you to reach out to Sam. If you're, I mean, here it is. Here's a guy that's running a business that does high-level lead uh, generation, working exclusively with Boomtown. So he's obviously working with a ton of agents who are spending a ton of money every month. The guy knows his facts. He knows his figures. He knows his statistics. The job you guys have to do right now is you have to look at your business. I love what he said. He said, essentially, the whole point of being in this business, essentially, is basically to have freedom. And the, the thought with freedom, okay, what does that actually mean? How do you actually get freedom? Do you get freedom when you have to basically move all your time from working with buyers or sellers and then all of a sudden replace it with having to manage you know, team members? Sam also talked about the fact you have to start treating these independent contractor agents as employees. Well, I got news for you guys. That's how you get in trouble with law. That becomes illegal because they're independent contractors. And research it yourself. In many, many states, independent contractors are being, are being you know, the governments are trying, Sam, are you back? They're trying to reclassify. Uh, I've been okay, independent. Not, can you hear me? I can hear you now. Yeah. So in many okay, states, great. you guys got to be very weary of the fact that if you're having folks work with you as independent contractors, that they truly are independent contractors. So what Sam is saying is right. If you want to run a real business, you have to treat it like a real business. But here's our, here's our premise. And I, we're on the same page, Sam, but here's, here's the essence of the premise. If your goal is to have freedom, the freedom's going to come from you earning a profit in your business. Another word that's never talked about in real estate is profit. And with that profit, you reinvest that that money and then from that reinvestment of that money into rental properties and things of that nature you start to produce for yourself financial freedom which was the essence the reason the number one motivation for everyone is to have that freedom that's only going to come from the profit stop thinking that you're going to sell your business there's no liquidity event for agents i know it happens rarely but just wipe that from your mind so the 
only way that you're going to ever build financial freedom for yourself is by having a profit. The only way you're going to have a profit is by running a profitable business. Decide if you want to pursue this whole team model. Is your goal to make a profit? And if it is, listen to what Sam says. Read his new book that's coming out. I will. Listen to and read the facts about the profitability of these big team models. You can usually – so like if you have a choice between building a big team and basically keeping it small, keeping it lean, focusing on listings, focusing on prospecting, the things will make you the most money the quickest – that is, does take more skill for you individually, but I promise you it's going to get you to the financial promised land quicker because you'll produce more profit faster. Remember the story I gave you. A team member or a big team earning a million, the owner's net 100000 The individual practitioner learning, earning, say, 150000 175, they net 100000 Why would you want to bother with the first if you can just do the second so much easier? Most of you, if with a little bit of coaching, can get up to a couple hundred grand a year in revenue. I'm, I'm not going to overstate it, but let's just say two years or less, three years or less. It's skills-based. So, Sam, if you can hear me, I, I would like to give you one oppor the opportunity to give a shout-out to your company again so these guys can connect with you because I really do appreciate what you have to say. Yeah, absolutely. So if anybody wants to uh, reach out to us, you can find us at www.rockerbox, that's R-O-K-R-B-O-X.com. And we have everything about our, our model right there on our website, our, what we do and our pricing. And if anybody wants to reach out to me, you can email me at sam at rockerbox.com. Yeah, so only send praise to Tim at timandjulieharris.com. <laughs> and everything else goes to Sam. <laughs> Everybody who's wanting to check Sam's statistics, who wants to send nasty comments on Twitter, all that, you guys send those to Sam. Send me the love. Why? Because today's my birthday. And nobody on the radio show has wished me a happy birthday. So happy uh, birthday happy to myself. Birthday, Thank you. So send the good <laughs> stuff to me. <laughs> send the hate mail to Sam. No, but seriously, guys, listen to this again. Just deal with the facts. Deal with the statistics. Run a profitable business. And look, the real estate, and I'm sure Sam will agree, is probably the coolest, best, most exciting oh my gosh, potentially profitable industry that you guys could be in. The opportunities for you as individual practitioners are really limitless. And it is so exciting. And it, you know, when, you, when you talk with a new agent or a newish agent, and then it's so sad when you talk to them 18 months later where, you, you know, where they say, well, I signed up for this and I bought leads from this and I did this and I had my drip campaign. I did my lead capture website. I did all, this, all the crap that people told me I should do. How many houses have you sold? Two to buyers that I met at an open house. Guys, don't do this. Stop doing it. Break the addiction to it. Move forward as smart, conscientious business owners who are focused on a profit. Hey, Sam, thanks very much, man. You're a rock star. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Tim. It was a pleasure being here. My pleasure. And you guys have a fantastic day. If you need us for anything, Tim at TimAndJulieHarris.com. We'll talk with you on the radio tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.